Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast. We are an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am one of your hosts, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. Your other host, Lisa, is quarantined for the next week. To make up for the fact that we're down a host, I made sure to get a great guest. Welcome to the show, first timer, Delaney <laughs> Andrews. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. So if people aren't familiar with you, they will probably remember. Let's hope they do. <laughs> Joe Quazala on one of the Thursday shows mentioned that someone came out to see him. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us about that? Tell us about yourself as much or as little <laughs> as you want the people to know. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I have been an Allison person since 2015. I was working a real menial kind of temp job. Uh, I was very bored and a therapist had told me to check out podcasts. Um, so just going through lists, looking for popular ones, I found Aisha Tyler's Girl on Guy podcast, which is sadly no longer a thing. But the the guest she had on the week I started listening was Allison. Um, and I was immediately infatuated and obsessed and jumped right in uh to my first thursday gig episode back then so i've been listening ever since um and when joe announced that he was going to come to royal oak michigan i was thrilled because we don't we're kind of in the metro detroit area here and there's not a lot of comedy clubs um so i knew the what he was talking about and i was like oh my gosh an allison person is going to be here so of course i'd go see him um which was which was super cool. Um, and then he was, he actually picked on me during his set to kind of help him with a bit. Um, and then me and the other woman he picked on, he's like, Oh, when, when the show's over, come over to the bar, I'll get you a drink for let me pick on you. So I got to talk to him. And of course the first thing I blurted out was I heard you on Allison. So, uh, that's how that happened. It was pretty cool. Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. First of all, a couple of questions. Mm -hmm, mm Uh, what did you have to help him with during this bit? Yeah, so I love going to see comedians of all varieties, and I didn't know that Joe was like, he commits uh, heavily to like, almost like sketches, like real, like it's the weirdest thing and the coolest thing I've ever seen. So this bit that he did with me that he had me help with was he played um, 10 second clips from commercials from the 80s that were um, bizarre. And then I had to like guess what they were for, like what they were advertising. And it was like three of them were for strange, like automated scooters. And then one was like an HIV PSA, but they were all very weird, like um, space themed. It was, it was nuts. So it was very fun. He also did a bit and this is uh, for folks to 
tell them to go see Joe. He does an entire bit about how he's also a magician, but he's misplaced his props, and he does a whole magic act <laughs> where he just describes what's happening, and it is the funniest thing I've ever seen. And that sounds pretty funny. Mm-hmm. It's good. I've noticed from your Instagram that you're in California a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, any chance you'll be here next, oh, I don't know, March? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, I don't, I mean, maybe I will be, I actually, depending on how this, how travel changes in the next month, I have tickets to be in LA next month um, for a friend's birthday. My boyfriend used to live in LA before we got together. So he lived out there for three years. So now he has a ton of friends out there still who have become my friends. So we're probably in LA like um, twice a year. And every time I'm there, I'm like, man, I would love to see like Allison or someone from the gang, like out at a Ralph. <laughs> <Never happened. laughs> That's happened to Megan a few times. Oh, um, great. We, if you're out here, we should try to get you down to Lisa's shed and record mm-hmm. in person. So are you part of the Patreon? I am not uh-huh. yet every month. I am like, maybe this will be the month. And then it's not. And I think it's just the sheer intimidation of, am I prepared to lock myself away for three weeks and catch up on all of the bonus episodes? Which, I mean, this might be a great time for that, considering everyone's <laughs> quarantined. So so soon, I, I hope to be. Speaking of that, um, on Patreon, and I'm sure she's like tweeted about it. I'm off Twitter, though. But she... The episode from Sketchfest that mm-hmm. Megan recorded and I assisted with, which assist is a strong word for what <laughs> I did, yep. but um, it's she Megan's done editing and it's posted to YouTube and it's available for everyone to watch. So I will tw- not tweet that out. I can't tweet that out. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll post it in the uh, Facebook group. Are you part? Do you want to be part of our Facebook group? Yes, question. I just. <laughs> I saw this earlier today when I was frantically Googling, like, how to be a good podcast guest. It was like, <laughs> you know, read what else they have going on. And I'm like, oh, no, there's a Facebook group. So I'll get on that, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, we will get you in there because th- that is you You mentioned that you did your research and like listened to a few of our back episodes. <laughs> and that's like the companion piece, because whatever we talk about on the show is like, you know, just the tip of the iceberg for what else is going on in the Facebook group and people are discussing the shows and we talk about things that we would never want Allison to see even. (laughs) So it's definitely the place to be. And then you can dip your toe into Patreon when you're ready. And uh, then you'll be an official Allison crazy person like us. Oh man, I can't wait. Cannot wait. All right. Well, today we are going to be talking about the Monday show with Elise Lunin and the Thursday show, Jackie's Jingles, Ken's Poodles, and Hey Go Fuck Yourself with mm. a Twist. So, first of all, are you familiar with Elise Lunin or the Goop Lab? Or Goop? I, I was not. I was only familiar, you know, in how people like to make fun of Goop on the internet. That was my only exposure to Goop. Like, I knew about the vagina candle. That's about it. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same. I... I started watching like the beginning of the Goop Lab just because mm-hmm. she was going to be on the show. Mm-hmm. So I haven't gotten into it yet. I'm like very much at the beginning. I'm horrible at watching Netflix, but um, I can't wait to see this episode because mm-hmm. it seems like Allison said it gets pretty emotional and right. uh, any chance to see vaginas on the yeah, internet. Yeah, right? I guess. I like, don't know. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, it sounds like it'll be <laughs> an amazing experience. What did you think from what you watched? 
Oh, like I literally, <laughs> literally watched like the intro of the episode, and I was like, "All right, I'm good for now." And you're like, "Yeah, okay, I get it. That's fine." Well, it's because there's I'm a Formula One uh, fan, and okay. there's the new season of this reality show based on Formula One, mm-hmm. where they follow the teams for the previous year, and it came out around the same time, and that's mm-hmm. why I got Netflix again to watch that. So oh, whenever right. I would open up Netflix, I'd be like, "I'm gonna go watch Formula One Drive to Survive season two. And I'm like, I'll get to that goop thing eventually. (laughs) Race cars first, vaginas later. (laughs) See, this is why, this is why I'm single. My priorities are mixed up. (laughs) Can't can't date a race car. Um, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) yeah, I think that's a show on TLC. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Elise Lunin was a Time Out New York coworker of Allison's. So I was very. I'm always interested when someone from her past is on Mm -hmm. because they have like a little bit of a rapport and it like kind of makes things kind of smoother than like just a full-on interview with a new person absolutely elise used to have a job with conde nast which Mm -hmm. is a dream job and it sounds like my dream job she was a travel and shopping guide writer Mm -hmm. yeah so i assume she just like went to fancy places and told you fancy things to buy yeah that's it right i mean and then just get bankrolled for all of it like sounds like a dream to me yeah, so she's a lucky lady. But mm-hmm. oh, and also the the funny thing was that when they were introducing her, she mentioned that like some editor Mike Wolf and Christina Decanter used mm-hmm. to date, and Allison was like shocked. <laughs> yeah. So that made me want to look these people up, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'll be able to find them. But I just yeah. thought that that was funny. Have you ever had like an inside of your work? A like romantic scandal happen? Oh, for sure. Happy to say oh. I've not been in the middle of one myself, but I love when they happen in proximity to me. It's fascinating. So you could relate with Allison and mm-hmm. her fascination with mm-hmm. her former coworkers dating. Yep. It sounds like they were like extreme opposites or something. She's like, oh my god, they dated. I know. I kind of wanted it to derail a little bit longer. Like I understand they had so much to get to, but it's like, give us the tea. Tell we don't care. Just tell we don't we don't have any stakes in the game, but we want to know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I I get that they're private citizens and we don't know who they are, but I was still like, ooh, I want to know what happened. I don't even know who they are. Right, like they say, I'm sure they definitely are avid listeners, and they will find out we were all <laughs> gossiping about them. Mm, probably. Mm-hmm. So they started talking about how Elise began working with Gwyneth and one of the things that I found interesting during this part was Elise said the ire that she provokes is because she doesn't sit down and I was wondering if I I can't relate um people just dislike me because of my personality in general what no (laughs) (laughs) but I'm wondering as a woman Mm -hmm. do you ever feel that you can't express yourself the way you want because of fear of how people will react to you for sure i think i think i've been lucky in my professional experience to have uh, been surrounded by a leadership that is very open-minded and progressive for the most part so i don't have any horror stories or anything but i definitely do there are times like when I will speak my mind or get even a little heated and I'll see like a look flash over someone's face and it's like, oh, they might not see my point. They just might be writing this off as like, who knows what, you know, like PMS or whatever. So it is, it's, it's frustrating sometimes to like, 
what everyone says, walking the line between like opinionated or are you a bitch? You know, and it's like, <laughs> I know. So sometimes you just got to say what you want to say and hope for the best, I guess. I mean, I can understand why Gwyneth or Goop in general get a lot of crap from people. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I wonder how much of that is just that she's a strong woman who has strong opinions, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they had said, she said something like she learned from Gwyneth that she did not care what anybody thinks, um, mm-hmm. which is a, whatever that potion is, I would like it, please. I, would like <laughs> to, I will buy that for $100 off your website. Um, and I wonder, too, if it's partially with Gwyneth, like in the spotlight. There are definitely people who are famous who it's just sometimes you just make fun of them or, or groups of people tend to make fun of them because it's like a fun thing to do and they seem untouchable and distant. Is there anything you've ever bought from Goop or considered buying from Goop? Mm-mm. I have not. You, it, I, were you interested in buying the candle before it got sold out? Now now that I have heard um, Elise say that they at Goop are often aware of how they troll people, um, I'm definitely more inclined to now like, oh, I would buy something. Whereas, you know, before hearing this interview, my understanding being that like, oh, they're just a little out of touch maybe or... Um, you know, stocking things that aren't for everybody, whatever. Um, now that I've heard Elise talking, like, oh, yeah, we troll people sometimes. We know exactly what we're doing. I'm like, oh, I could get behind that. I'll check it out. Um, they need to, like, send samples, like little perfume cards of this candle, I think. You know how you get in, like, a, like a magazine? <laughs> Just so you can try it before you buy the vagina candle. It's hard to commit. Yeah, it's hard to, I mean, how do you know you want this candle in your house? Like, you don't know what it smells like. Uh-huh. But I I don't think I ever thought about buying anything from Goop, but when I heard about this candle, I was like, I'm kind of into that candle. Uh-huh. Even like even if it was just as a gift, but obviously it's sold out or whatever. I wonder right. if there's like a knockoff you're familiar oh. with where to get counterfeit items, right? Oh my god, that would be so funny if now they're I bet you they'll be all over Etsy, just with different names oh. like I don't know, <laughs> lady parts or something. <laughs> if you were in a Target and you picked a candle off the shelf and you're like, hmm, this smells like my private parts, would you buy it? Hmm. My, <laughs> my private parts? Because <laughs> um... in theory, that's what Gwyneth did, right? She was like, oh, this smells like me. But I don't know. I feel like they split hairs on that on the on the show. But like, did she say this smells like my vagina or ah vagina, which is very important to differentiate. Um, you know, I've thought about it and I would buy that candle. It's going to yes. smell like cedar and <laughs> <Yep>. uh, denim. <laughs> yes. See, there you go. There's your first merch. Your first gonna... merch. Throw it on the website. Hmm. That, that might be. I know someone who makes candles. <laughs> Shout out to Lisa's husband. Um, oh, great. I'm going to have to look into that, actually. That's a mm-hmm. good idea. I'm going to edit this out yep. because <laughs> <laughs> don't want anyone to beat me to it. Right, for sure. So they, You are welcome. <laughs> you, Yes, thank you. They mentioned that people accuse Goop of being like pseudoscience. And I think she's arguing semantics a bit because she said something like, just because we can't explain it doesn't mean that it's fake. But I, I, I was, I think she's 
like she she said the definition of pseudoscience was whatever but i'm like no people mm-hmm. are saying that it's pseudoscience because she's like claiming you know you put a crystal in your vagina and not she yep. i should say goop is has like a vagina crystal and then that's gonna like heal you like mm-hmm. or whatever it does um now i'm just talking on my ass but <laughs> no I, that's that's how i understand it <laughs> yeah so i think she was just arguing that like oh you know just because you can't explain it doesn't mean it's not mm-hmm. real but that's not why they get accused of pseudoscience. They're mm-hmm. selling expensive crystals to put in your vagina. And that's not right. normal. Yeah. And aren't they a big enough machine that they could just um, like lean into, lean into it? You know, like there is a market for witchy stuff. I love a crystal that I will buy without explanation, you know, or an oil, things like that. So it's interesting that they're still kind of. I don't know, willing to, to try and explain away why it would be pseudoscience. Or it's like, mm, we all know. That's what, we'll buy it anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. And then, like you mentioned, she says, you know, sometimes we intentionally troll people. So mm-hmm. it's not like they're 100% like trying to be sincere and factual about things. So mm-hmm. what's the problem with saying, you know, this is kind of a novelty type of item? I guess maybe yep. that would turn away some people, but... Mm-hmm. For the most part, I feel like the people who are buying these things are not, you know, scientists. <laughs> no, they are. Yes, they. I think that is a fair claim. They are clicking add to cart so fast because yeah. it's Gwyneth for sure. She mentioned that some of the stuff on Goop is expensive, but not more than Vogue or stuff you see in magazines, and that good ingredients cost money. Like they're not cheap, and it's better to buy something mm-hmm. that's high quality. And made of good materials where people who got a fair wage and not like fast fashion where, you know, people are being abused or it's going to, you know, mm-hmm. break down in a month or whatever. And this is something that I uh, try to do when I buy anything is I try to balance between mm-hmm. quality and but then again, you know, I don't want to spend $300 on jeans, but I'll spend 80 or whatever on a yep. pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. I understand some people cannot afford things. So for people who are shopping at H&M or whatever, like I don't say to them that that's a bad thing. Yeah, no, I do. I do think that's important. Uh, and I love that it's become a big topic of conversation. And now almost any kind of retail website you're on, there's usually a section about like, how are they doing ethical practice, right? Whether it's, you know, paying real people real wages in a more transparent way, transparency with ingredients, you know, things like that. Um, So I'm fully on board. Does that mean I'm still going to buy stuff from Goop? I don't know. It's different than like buying clothes from like a Madewell or something like that where, I mean, jeans are also like, I know I need those. I don't know that I need a vagina crystal, like unethical or otherwise. (laughs) Yeah, I just, um, I just got into Reddit and I look on the oh. male fashion advice Reddit subreddit, and they right. were they were talking about um, this. I think it was like Dolce and Gabbana robe that was like, mm-hmm. I want to say it was like eight hundred dollars or something, and it's like sixty or seventy percent polyester. So they're like, you're paying this much money for a fucking plastic robe from just because it has this Mm -hmm. name on it and i was thinking like how yeah she's right about um how like the things you see in magazines like they're 
absurdly overpriced. Like, there's no way mm-hmm, a cotton mm-hmm. t-shirt, no matter who it's from, is going to be worth, like, you know, $200 or above. Like, that's just insanity. So she does have yep. a point, And I think I, I will give Goop some leeway in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yes. When, I, when the day comes that we need vagina crystals, we can get them from Goop. So we know we're getting them in the right spot. I wouldn't buy my vagina crystals from anyone else. <laughs> For sure. We're not, we're not barbarians. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I have two more little topics from this episode. One of them, she mentioned that someone said, envy shows you what you want. And that can be expressed as in not liking someone. And so, again, I'm not a woman, but I'm curious. Mm -hmm. Are you ever jealous of another woman? And when you boil it down, you've found that it was more to do with you not being able to express yourself in a certain way. Uh, kind of, I mean, or maybe absolutely. Yes, I guess it usually, I do think that envy always has to do, um, at least for me, it always comes back to me. It usually has to do with like someone going out and have done the thing that I could have done, you know, or that I, Mm -hmm. you know, that I want to do, but maybe haven't moved on yet. Um, I don't know if it has so much to do with expressing myself though. Um, cause I wear all that, that craziness on the outside <laughs> on purpose, <laughs> but yeah, it definitely is. Envy's like always internal man, but I do find as I get older though, I feel like envy and jealousy less and less because I don't know the older I get, it's like got less time, man, on, on the planet as a whole, might as well do what you care about and, and, you know, live your life the way you want to. So that's kind of nice because that might be the grossest feeling I think to feel is envy what about you what's it like when you when you feel envious or jealous of someone i was thinking about this because for sure i have this absolutely um Mm -hmm. there was there was one episode of bff that i talked about um allison was talking about maybe something to do with elliot or it might have been a childish episode Mm -hmm. where greg was talking about his son or whatever and i'm like why is this making me angry and I was like, oh, yeah, mm. because my parents don't care. I feel like my parents don't care about me. And that's oh, so when, sure. when I hear these stories of um, Elliot or whatever or um, Owen, one as they uh, mm-hmm. call him, <laughs> like I, I get like kind of like I don't want to hear about this. Like, shut up, move on. But I'm like, that's because of the way that my family makes me feel. And mm-hmm. I know it has. So I try, I try to uh, see it that way now. And, you know, obviously I'm not going to like write an angry tweet to Allison. Like, <laughs> uh, you're coddling Elliot. Just, you know, tell him to grow up or whatever. Because that's what would have happened to me. Just get over it, you know, shut up and get over right. it. So for sure it happens. Um, and that's difficult. But, you know, mm-hmm. that's life. <laughs> Um, yeah and the fact that you can recognize that too is like so I definitely have that about like people who have money like anytime mm -hmm. anyone I know who's like parents give them just like money for you know of any sum I'm like what is that like and that's not fair Um, but then you'll learn or we try to or we stew privately (laughs) and shove (laughs) it all down so I feel like we have to end on a low note Um, One thing I did have a problem with 
uh, this guest is she mentioned that I don't remember if she mentioned that the clairvoyant woman that they talked mm-hmm. to, I don't remember if that was for Goop for the website or just in private, but she mentioned that they, she talked to a clairvoyant woman and mm-hmm. this person was telling her stories of a family member or something that had passed away and that she said, you know, is it so bad to feel like you're talking to your dead family member? And when you put it like that, no, but Mm -hmm. because I don't really believe in psychics or clairvoyant people, I think it is kind of wrong to, Mm -hmm. I, I'm not saying she didn't have these amazing insightful things to tell her, but I I feel like there are people who prey on grieving people, and I think mm-hmm. that is very bad. So I don't want to say the specific situation she had was bad, but in general, I do mm-hmm. think psychics are not good. Yeah, I mean, it's so easy for, like, to think about someone who's in the throes of grief, right? Who's just looking for looking for anything like any like just desperate for you know to to feel connected to their loved one like it's so you're in such a position to be taken advantage of now do i think that all psychics do that absolutely not but a decent chunk of them or i don't know that's not fair to say but like it's got to happen right and what if they they tell you you could take that home with you and make important decisions based on that it's just a i think it's dicey at best agreed um, did you have anything else from Monday that you wanted to talk about before we move on? Nope, I don't think so. Okay, so we have a Allison person in Pennsylvania. Oh, you've, well, you've heard the last few. So we do a childish mm-hmm. chat where we listen to Lauren's mm-hmm. uh, thoughts on childish, and then we can chime in with a couple of comments if we have them. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Rafi. Hi, everybody. This is Lauren Kay with some childish chat. Um, okay, so right at the top of the episode, uh, Allison says she doesn't want to offend people. Um, so she she heard us all. <laughs> she heard everybody who's saying that, you know, Greg's very offensive. Um, <clears throat> and so when she said she doesn't want to offend people, she's meaning that um, Greg is offensive. And she says she knows that certain things on the podcast may sound um, racist, sexist, homophobic, but she knows that in real life, he's not at all like that. Um, as opposed to, uh, someone she may have used to work with who would say problematic things on mic, but then say even worse things off mic. So she's saying, you know, that when Greg says things like this, that he, he doesn't mean it at all. And he doesn't have any hate in his heart. Um, but it's just, uh, again, like, then why do it? Um, and Paul and I, shout out to Paul, hey, uh, we were talking about this um, when we were at Lisa's house and saying maybe we should tell Greg that these comments, they're not funny and they just make him sound old because really that's what it is. Like people who, who can't get rid of certain certain language, certain words, um, they're, it's just showing their age. Uh, Daniel threw a move on Allison and she said at first she wasn't into it, but then she was into it. Um, and that's great. She said, um, that it's really hard for her because she's feeling asexual right now. 
and I totally understand. I think when both of my kids were born for like a year after, I had like literally zero drive, so I totally understand. Um, Greg told again the story of when he had to drink his wife's breast milk because she was engorged. Um, Snooze, we already heard that. (laughs) Um, So the guest, they had another guest. It's Christina P., um, who's friends with both of them in real life. Um, Greg mentions his Rogaine commercial, and uh, Christina was laughing about that, and um, they then started talking about, like, embarrassing commercials, like incontinence and, um, like, herpes medication. Greg said for commercials like that, you get what's called hazard pay, so, like, extra money for things that are embarrassing like that. Um, Christina P. said she made $25,000 on a Raisin Bran commercial she did when she was around 21 years old, Um, and she's around Allison's age, so that's, like, you know, a while ago, like 20 years ago. And, uh, that's a lot of money. I did not realize that you could make so much money from a commercial. Um, Greg talks about practicing, um, for a rape scene he was doing in a play. I really just hated hearing about this. (laughs) Um, he said he couldn't get into the mode and he was more like doing it like a sex scene, which is, you know, completely different. I was so uncomfortable with this um, conversation and Allison was too. She was, she sounded exactly the way that I felt. So, uh, yeah. Um, Allison saying, you know, coronavirus, don't touch your face at the same time. Basically that's impossible. (laughs) Greg says, talk to your kids about it. Um, and let the kids leave, lead the conversation and don't give them more information than they're asking for because they might have questions, but you don't want to overwhelm them. Um, Elliot was given a pair of purple glitter shoes from his grandma. That sounds adorable. (laughs) Allison said she was weirdly thinking like, oh, I think these are girl shoes. Um, But then, you know, she let him wear them and he loves them and gets so many compliments. Um, And my my son, one of my kids, um, he's into things that are, you know, quote, girl things like um, his backpack that he picked out is from Frozen 2 um, and he likes pink. And, um, my mom has a problem sometimes with him choosing, you know, what she thinks are girly things. And, uh, my son, William, he's so smart. He just says, you know, Nani thinks that there are boy things and there are girl things. She doesn't know that that's not, that it's not like that anymore. And he said, because she's old. So he gets it. Um, okay. Highs and lows. Christina P said that she made a rap song with Creation. Um, and she, she was super happy about that. And her low was that she forgot to pick up her kid from school. Uh, Chris and I did do this once. It's so embarrassing. Um, it was Noah had a half day at school and we didn't know, got a phone call and then, uh, you know, went to pick him up and there were quite a few kids in the office that day. So I think that maybe they didn't communicate that half day very well. Um, Greg's high was that his son was listening to Childish and really liked what his dad said about their college visits. Um, so that's super cute. Allison's high was that the was that the recent Thursday show was so great. Um, and we were all talking about that on Facebook. 
what's up, Leanne? <laughs> um, you know, she said it was hilarious, you know, talking about the poop story um, with Daniel. And then there were also parts that were very deep and vulnerable. Um, and I love the episode, too. I know a lot of people really enjoyed that. Um, and her low was that Elliot fell on a toy and got a bruise on his face. Um, and yeah, you feel like a bit, a bad parent when that happens. You don't want someone to think that you hurt your child or that you weren't watching them. And that's why they got hurt. Um, I feel the same way. Sometimes I'll tell my, my kids like to put on a coat and they'll refuse and I'll say, just put one on or else I'm going to look like a bad mom. So just, that's why, (laughs) you know, I know you're not cold. Um, Christina P really doesn't want her kids to be like scared of everything and like yeah they kind of, they were saying like they kind of inherit your fears um and I see that in my kids because I used to be like deathly afraid of spiders um and Noah is deathly afraid of spiders but will with uh by the time William you know was old enough to know what was going on I wasn't scared anymore and so like it, there was a switch there Um, so like William will help me catch spiders and put them outside. Noah will, you know, alert us so we can do that for him. (laughs) Um, and that's it for now. Sorry, this was kind of a long one. I like y'all very much. Bye-bye. Lauren, thank you so much. There was a lot to get into, uh, there on that childish episode. So I'm just going to pick the one thing that, uh, (laughs) just the one thing that sticks out to me. Uh, Greg and the breastfeeding story was fucking oh my gross. Gosh. I'm yep. trying oh. to eat my breakfast and hearing <laughs> this story, and uh, it was a bit much. I don't need to hear that story. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm guessing you listen to Childish every week. Yep, I do. Um, yeah, that story, even the second time round, is like I have to <laughs> like just take a step back mentally to not think about it too hard, just because I don't want to envision that it just. I don't know. I under, I they had limited options in the moment. I appreciate that actions are born of love and helping your partner, but um yeah, I don't I hope I never meet Greg's wife. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how I'd shake her hand and say hello. <laughs> well, moving on to the Thursday show. We were her little actual southern strawberry shortcakes sent in by Alan White. Um I've never had strawberry shortcake. <gasps> I don't know why he phrased it as actual Southern mm-hmm. strawberry shortcake for Jackie, and neither did they, apparently. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with this carb? Have you had it many times? I have had strawberry shortcake. Was it actual? I, I don't know. I think so. I had it in Florida. I've had it here in Michigan, though, too. I don't, it's tasty. I don't know what constitutes actual, but... You should definitely try okay. some. It's delicious. Well, Florida's definitely south. Right. Um, was it covered in ice cream or in cream? Or I forget what the two variations just, were. Yeah, just whipped cream. It sounds like the difference is whether it's it's got whipped cream on it or ice cream on it or ice cream and whipped cream. The kind I had just had whipped cream. I mean, it's it's a pastry and strawberries of whipped cream and like sugar. Can't really go wrong. Yeah, that is... Um... My one of my favorite fruits is strawberry, so I'll I'll be on the lookout for it. I feel like there are so many carbs that get sent in, and I'm like, I never even knew that was mm-hmm. a thing. This I knew was a thing, mm-hmm. but a lot of times I'll just be like, after I hear it on the show, 
then I see it in the real world. Mm-hmm. So I'll be on the I'll be on the lookout. Yeah, I feel like even at least grocery stores out here, uh, a lot of times in the whatever case has the berries in it, it will have little prepackaged like sponge cakes with a little divot in the middle. So mm. you can just like throw berries on and whipped cream on top. Maybe that's what makes it not actual. I don't know, <laughs> but it's delicious. Yeah, it's it's a an imposter. <laughs> Uh, so Ken Reed was talking about how he pronounces his T's as D's and he said that was kind of a Boston thing. Um, I kind of do that a little bit, but I think the number one, um, speech thing I do that I, well, maybe not now, but I used to do it a lot is I say to instead of to. So it's like, we're going to the store Mm -hmm. and, um, I used to do telephone surveys and I would notice it so much because um the options would say you know if this person did this would that make you somewhat more likely much more likely mm-hmm. or whatever to vote for them and i was like tuh i was like huh that's weird so i wonder if i still do that and i just don't notice but are there any speech things like that that you do um i think the thing i'm uh most aware of is that so uh, growing up in michigan I didn't really notice any weird speech things, but then I moved to Virginia for a brief time and everyone I met, like within five seconds of opening my mouth, their eyes would get wide and they'd be like, are you from like Wisconsin or Minnesota? So I, whatever that Midwest, I call it a Midwestern squawk. (laughs) I feel like I have it. Um, That's the big thing. I don't know. It's just like vaguely Sarah Palin-y, I feel like, unfortunately. (laughs) Oh, Mm -hmm. I didn't think of that. But when you... When you answered the call, mm-hmm. I did think that you sounded like our fellow Allison person in Iowa, Kelly. Oh, yeah. You you sound like a smidge like her, so mm-hmm. I'm thinking there is like a Midwestern vibe mm-hmm. to your voice, but oh God, <laughs> I, I don't you. know what they sound like mm-hmm. in Virginia, but yeah. I, I don't think it's that shocking. No, yeah, I've, um, I'm just <clears throat> embracing it because it's not changing, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like you could. I mean, look at Madonna. She's from your area and she talks with a British accent. So it's never too late. That's true. Maybe I'll just go fully British and just see what happens. See if if my coworkers (laughs) or family seems to care. Jackie mentioned that she she's been to Allison's house so so much now that she doesn't need to use GPS to get there. And I couldn't agree with this more. Like, I know for a fact that like like say you start dating someone mm-hmm. or a new friend or whatever, like you get invited to their place. And then after like two or three times, you're like, Oh yeah, I've been mm-hmm. here before. I don't even need to turn the map on. And I feel like that's when, you know, like you've gone to like a new level mm-hmm. of friendship or whatever. Yep. It's, I thought that was so interesting. That is so satisfying too. Cause you're like, can't, can I figure it out? And then you do like, yes, I'm qualified. Yeah. Actually when, um, when I moved out here, I thank you. Shout out to Megan. Mm. She let me stay with her for like two weeks while I found an apartment. Oh. And it got to the point where I knew how to get to her house without the map. And I felt like, look at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm already a Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm a local. I know. I know how to get places. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to get to one specific mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. So they started talking about some songs and singing and they asked Tony to sing something and he refused. Uh (laughs) But then two seconds later, he mentions that on his old show, Feliz Navipod, he had a whole set or Jackie mentioned this, that they had a whole segment called, can you match Mm -hmm. it? Where he forced people to sing. 
Do you think this was unfair of him to refuse to sing when his whole show had a song, a segment where he forced people to sing? Yeah, I yeah, I just can't figure out like is Tony shy? It seems like he is, but then he <laughs> these little tidbits pop out where it's like perhaps he's not. I don't I I I, I was expecting him to give us like a little something. I think he is a bit shy, mm-hmm. but if you have another podcast where you you force people to sing acapella mm-hmm. even. Yep. So I think it's inexcusable. Mm-hmm. And to make up for the fact that uh, Tony won't sing, we've played Can You Match It on here before. Oh, my God. Because I, I went in. So I'm curious. Is there a song that you know that you love, possibly T-Pain's Buy You a Drink, <laughs> uh, that, that you would like to sing a few bars of acapella right now? Oh, no. Okay, let me think. You know that thing where you kind of get put on the spot a little bit and your brain grinds to a glaring halt? You're like, what is music? Yep, I don't know this. Um, hmm, what do I like? So um, I actually, uh, besides my day job uh, on the weekends, I am a birthday party princess. So the minute you said music, all I know in my head are like 100,000 Disney songs because that's what I have to sing all the time. Like, I don't even know... What I oh, okay, hold on. Hold. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see my face, but there's like there's a gif of Chris Pratt, and I think it's from uh, Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. where his mouth is like a gape, oh, and it's yes, like I he know just. This one. That was me when you said that you're a birthday party princess. Oh yeah, I think they're like all this... over the place in L.A. This makes sense uh, now. This this is like I feel like jigsaw puzzle pieces in my brain are like fitting together Mm -hmm. yes okay so let's do a frozen song do you know any frozen song i have to know every frozen song because four-year-olds scream them at me every weekend um uh, i see but then this is setting myself up for failure as well because it's like sure i'll sing along with idina menzel on a podcast (laughs) it's like that's fine um, I let it go is the big one. I'm gonna regret this. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have a favorite? Are you a fan? Do you have a favorite? Song? Oh, I I will um to you know just so you're not embarrassed mm-hmm. by yourself. I will do a few bars of my favorite Frozen yes. song after afterwards. Oh my god! Or what, will you tell me what yours is? Love is an open door. <gasps> well, that is a duet. So if you oh my God. start with your favorite part, I will fill in wherever you wherever that is. I believe Kristen starts it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to start, I will jump in. Perfect. Okay. Let if me... I can... also, I haven't heard this song in a little bit, so. Oh, I am queuing up Spotify for a second to make sure I remember how this uh, how this song starts. Oh my God! It starts with. All my life. Uh, oh yes. Okay. Doors are, in my face. Are you also a birthday party princess? <laughs> okay. You know this has been my secret. God. This is why I moved out to California it's to start lucrative. my business. Yep. I'll give you all the tips. You got this. Okay. Uh, should I just start okay, from the beginning then? Whenever I'm ready. Crazy. Go for it. Okay. Crazy. All my, my life, life has been a series of doors, doors in my face, and then suddenly I bumped into you. I was thinking the same thing because, like, I've been, been searching. searching my oh whole shit! <laughs> Your whole I, life. 
my whole life. Maybe it's the party talking. Or the chocolate fondue. With you. But with you, I found my place. And it's nothing like I've ever known before. Okay, I think that's enough. I will throw some music behind that, and then we'll see how great we did. We, You know, we... We might have to team up and just make a killing because we fucking killed it. <laughs> My God, isn't this like a thing on TikTok? I don't know. I'm a bad millennial. Could we like, like make? Could we get some SpawnCon going for like singing bands? You do that? I think we nailed it. <laughs> That's. Uh, I'm starting that YouTube channel, Bad Disney Duets, right now. Uh, there we go. <laughs> oh man, that was uh, unexpected. I did. I actually did not expect to do that, but. Uh... <laughs> I'm glad we did. Magical. Pure magic. <laughs> okay. Um, see, Tony, that's how you do it. Um, mm-hmm. Is there a TV theme song that you think is the best? Oh, Golden Girls. Golden Girls for sure. Oh, excellent mm-hmm. choice. Um, I'm not a fan of the TV show, but then again, I've only seen like two thirds of an episode with Lisa um, and I didn't love it. So I'm sure it would grow on me, but obviously I cannot pick anything. You can see my avatar thing on Skype mm-hmm. is George Costanza wearing Cameron's oh, pink right. suit, <laughs> uh, pink fur. So I'm going to pick the Seinfeld theme song. It's instrumental. It's slap bassy. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows by now that it was played on a synth, not actual bass, but love that song it is pretty catchy that that song is like the kind of song like oh i'm gonna set this as my alarm on my phone in the morning (laughs) so i'll like be in a good mood when i get out of bed but then by like the third week like i will never i never want to hear this ever again yeah another song i like is the sopranos theme song but Mm. um i i started re-watching the sopranos on amazon and i would always skip the intro just because it's so long and it it's kind of mm-hmm. annoying after once or twice. Yeah, but, sometimes uh, you have to. Gilmore Girls is like that too. I feel. He, um, I I watched two episodes and that's all I could get, but oh. I don't recall liking it. The theme song <laughs> that is, or right. the show. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's it's niche. It's a lot. Uh, it got me through many a terrible breakup. It's great for that. Speaking of terrible <laughs> breakups, Jackie and oh, Tony were married mm-hmm. for two years. Um, you said you have a boyfriend, so not married mm-hmm. yet? Nope, not yet. Uh, hopefully, you make it past paper. But I thought yeah. it was so funny that they were joking about it. He said, high five for two years. Um, yeah. Oh. I like that they have a sense of humor about it. But I know it's still so fresh for both of them mm-hmm. that it's got to be difficult. Yeah, for sure. And I always... Uh, like, yeah, it's kind of neat that they both have that experience because, I mean, that that's the, the most Tony's talked about it in a while, um, which I get. But when we listen to this show all the time, like we care and we want to know and we're used to Allison who will tell us like seemingly everything, obviously not exactly, but like, I want to know how he's doing. That's why people are chanting his name at concerts, right? That has to be why. I hope so i hope they listen to him on this show mm-hmm. not so much on that andrea savage show he produces mm-hmm. as well but um mm-hmm. i you know i we talked about this me and lisa we said you know it's got to do something with allison right and i was like mm-hmm. i hope like i hope that's what it is people are like 
poor Tony's going through a rough time. Mm-hmm. He's back with the band. Let's make him feel For awesome sure. right now. And they chant mm-hmm. his name. So that's great. Yep. Allison mentioned that she just had her anniversary with Daniel. And they went out to a restaurant. And I must find out what restaurant this is. And they were joking about classic Bordelais. <laughs> I'm curious, do you and your boyfriend have inside jokes that you would be afraid of a waitress overhearing? Ooh, um, do we have pl- yeah, we have plenty of inside jokes, but I don't know if there's any that I'd be worried about someone hearing. More of just that, like, of like I, I just like the word blowjob, and I will say that to him all the time. So I would hate to, I would hate to have a, a server hear that. Um, no, I don't, I don't. I, nothing comes to mind, but I definitely felt awkward on their behalf hearing this story because you know that feeling when you've made fun of something and it's that it comes off like you've made fun of someone. I actually had this similar thing happen to me like a month ago. Mm-hmm. I was on a date. We were walking down the street and my eyesight is not great (laughs) like i don't i i only wear glasses if i'm driving okay um but for the most part i don't wear them so i can see but like it's not the best Mm -hmm. and we're walking down the street and she had she's like moved to the u.s from india three years ago and she has been living in arizona for the last like two years or something Mm -hmm. and then she moved to la and then i just happened to mention homeless people and how the situation is out here compared to like Colorado. It's like so strange seeing so many people that mm-hmm. are homeless. And as I the homeless came out of my mouth, I saw a group of men who I thought were just a group of men huddled mm-hmm. on the street. And I like glance over and I was like, oh my fucking God, they're homeless. <laughs> <laughs> and I was... I don't know how loud I said it, but I feel like I got looks from them. And I was just like, oh, you stupid idiot. Why did I have to say that just then? But uh, so I can understand how I think we all can understand how Allison and Daniel felt. But it was so it was so sad hearing the the waitress said like, oh, well, anything for comedy. Oh, yeah. Well, and also like, you know, that. There's got to be comments like that. I don't know what restaurant it is, but if if she has to come present this small buffet of artisanal sauces, like, (laughs) you know, there are people making shitty comments, like, not holding back. So she's got to be overhearing (laughs) about that. Yeah, but the funny thing during this part is how Ken's reaction was so empathetic. (laughs) And, And I noticed it a couple of times during the episode, and then... Jackie mentioned it she she's like oh you've done therapy like I kind of had the same reaction but I, I, I didn't think the therapy thing but I was just like he's so empathetic to people mm-hmm. like he sounds like such a sweetheart yeah and I wonder if too because he's the he said that he um he's one of the folks who has a more like standard nine to five job that we don't get as often like it mm-hmm. sounds like he needs a lot of compassion for his job as well true yeah I didn't think of that but yeah, for so, sure. He relates. Cause I don't know his exact like day-to-day tasks, but if he has to like, you know, talk to, 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 you know, just folks about health insurance or, you know, things like that. Like I'm sure he has to have a lot of like sensitive conversations with people. 
Yeah, for sure. And it seems like uh, he must be good at his job because I loved him on this episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Jackie mentioned the therapy and he said that <laughs> he's had, uh, I think he said five years as a kid and then two in the modern times. I'm curious, what is your relationship with therapy? Oh, yeah. So I um, I love therapy so much because I feel like it is a low risk, high reward situation in a lot of cases. Like I feel like it's someone who's fully equipped to, in most cases, you've got to find the right therapist, right? So once you find a good match, like it's someone who could just help you with your, you know, all sorts of things you've got going on with you before you pursue other options, you know, or, or additional care like medicine or even like I've talked to therapists about money, all sorts of stuff. Um, so I've been in and out of therapy, um, at least for like the last six years. Um, I think it's great. I think it's awesome. I'm a big fan. What about you? Yeah. I, I, I went to two different therapists in Colorado before I moved and I didn't really love either of them. Mm -hmm. Um, But recently I was thinking maybe I should try to find one out here and see if someone's Mm -hmm. a better fit. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't feel as depressed as I did when I decided to go to therapy, but I still think, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's good for everyone. So I might be starting to look once I get my health insurance for my new job. uh, I think Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll probably start looking for one. Yeah. Looking is the hardest part, right? Like, Oh God. Yeah. And then when I, like I've had maybe one bad quote unquote bad therapist and it was like, Oh, like the minute I left the last session I had with her, I was like, Oh no, I'm not going to be able to look for someone for six months at least. <laughs> Cause I'm still going to be mad about this. Oh yeah. That sucks. <laughs> we had a bit of TV talk, even though we didn't hear the jingle, even though mm-hmm. Allison was trying to get them to play the jingle. Have you ever seen the OC? Uh, yes, because when my boyfriend and I started dating like four years ago, he asked me the same question and I said no. And then he was that Chris Pratt meme, but like in a bad way where he was like, what do you mean? It's like a pinnacle of perfect television. And I was like, whatever. But he had, you know, just come from living in LA. So then I binged it in like two months. Man, it's pretty great. I have never seen it. Um, oh my god how were you missing this pinnacle of television (laughs) i can't imagine it's that good i mean it's a show about people in orange county i uh... yeah i mean are there any like drama teen kind of shows that you've ever like fallen in love with so yeah i think that's why i wouldn't be into it now um i loved buffy as a a teen um Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think just my tolerance for TV in general, but especially that kind of show, is pretty low right now. So I don't think it's the show for me. But Right, especially when there's uh, so much to watch. Um, have you seen the... Are you aware of the SNL skit that came out after one season where one of the characters got shot? And, oh, man, see, I'm not doing it justice because I forget the name of the song. Damn it. Isn't, very it, niche. Is it, isn't it that song that's like really slow and it's like California? That is the um, theme song, which is great. Oh, but okay. I feel bad because anyone who watches the OC is probably shouting at me. Just re- remind me to send it to you. This think, is not worth knowing in this I podcast. Think I d- 
is it like Andy Samberg and he keeps getting shot or something? Yes, yes it is that. Yeah. So that, that is what you need to know. <laughs> I don't know. It's good to have on the background while you learn about your hobby. But um, and it's fun to watch and then you go to like LA and only use that as your place of reference. Oh my god, you just uh, described perfectly how I like to consume new shows. I think when the new season of Veronica Mars came out, um, I was sewing and I had the laptop like next to me and I would just like glance up and so an obscure hobby. That's so funny. Yep. Um, that is the only time I'm fit is when I'm watching TV because <laughs> I just do crunches. <laughs> I'm like, I can't sit here all day. I actually just did that. Um, there's a show that I love, me and Megan love, called 24 Hours to Hell. It's Gordon Ramsay, and he has 24 oh. hours to, like, renovate a, a, a restaurant and fix oh whatever's wrong with it. And I was watching it, and I was like, I need to, like, just get out of bed. And every time there's a commercial break, I was like, I'm just going to, like, do jumping jacks and push-ups until mm-hmm. the commercials are over. And then after like two commercial breaks, I was like, oh my God, I'm so tired. That's <laughs> like, a, this is a terrible idea. Why would yeah. I do this? I'm not into the OC, but you are. What about yep. Lost? I've not done Lost because I remember when it came out, I was like, oh, I'll just wait until all the seasons are out and they're on DVD and then I'll watch them because <laughs> all of my friends are annoyed not having answers. So I'll wait till it's all done and then I can watch it and get answers and then it was done and everyone was mad and I was like, whew, dodged a bullet. I kind of feel the same way. Like there was a lot of hype around it mm-hmm. and but also now like a show with like seven seasons, I'm never going to watch that. The Wire mm-hmm. is so highly regarded, but because mm-hmm. it's so many seasons, there's no way in hell I'm going to watch it unless I get cancer, as they used to say <laughs> on <laughs> <laughs> they used to say that on Get Up On This, Jensen Carbs podcast. Like, what's your cancer oh. show? When you get cancer and you're in the hospital and there's nothing to do, that's when I'm watching The Wire. That's when I'm going to watch Six Feet Under because I hear <laughs> great things, but I can't, I don't have the attention for it anymore. Mm-hmm. What are your What are your shows that you prioritize? Then what are you watching, or what are you rewatching? I'm never not watching Seinfeld. Um, Fair. Even when I'm not watching Seinfeld, I'm watching it because something will happen in the real world, and then I'll start quoting it, and then mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I should I should go home and watch that." Um, so there's that, and uh, you know, it's probably just Seinfeld and The Simpsons, just because of stupid jokes. <laughs> what about you? Um, so right now I'm watching Shit's Creek. I'm late to that game and it's totally worth it, um, which is great. And I love that the episodes are short. There's nothing more satisfying than like um, a really quick watch. And mm-hmm. let me think. I was watching, they just re, DreamWorks is remaking She-Ra right now as an animated show. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're kicking out like seasons every six to ten months. And it is delightful. Like it is so good. So mm-hmm. I I notice in your avatar picture, it looks like you're wearing mm-hmm. a Sailor Moon shirt. Yep. There's like a Demon Slayer show okay. that that was like really popular recently. And I found out about it on Twitter. Like I kept seeing things about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a chance because this little clip I saw looked really cool. So there's a Demon Slayer anime show that I watched religiously. Um, and fortunately, What's every... it called? let me look it up. So do you still watch anime now? 
Uh, so Sailor Moon is the only one I finished all the way through, um, which was great. And that took like the last probably like year and a half. I just finished it a couple months ago. And it was so fun because that one was like, there was this whole nostalgia tied in. Of, like, I remember watching that in middle school. Um, and then they uh, revamped it a couple of years ago. I don't know, a couple could be 10. I don't remember. So I watched all that, which was great. And I just like, like the theme song comes on and I start shrieking. And like, <laughs> people around me get annoyed. So... I am trying to very carefully. I'm taking in anime recommendations right now. Uh, I've not decided what to do yet, just because I will get so sucked in. I need to be prepared. So okay. we'll, my my siblings watch um, My Hero Academia pretty religiously, mm. so I hear about that a lot. So that might be one. Yeah, I. Everyone says Attack on Titan is really good, but I. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I anime is so hard for me to get into because other than Initial D, which is uh, from like the 90s and is about mm-hmm. cars, so that's why I'm into that one. Um but I can't get into like <laughs> yep. ridiculous characters and like ridiculous storylines, so it's very hard for me mm-hmm. to find an anime that I like. But the Demon Slayer one is called Demon Slayer Kimetsu Ooh. no Yaiba. That sounds and, fun. That's, I get so intimidated. I hear about all of these great ones and I'm like, I don't know what to pick. Yeah, this one, I, the first episode, I was just like, oh, it's going to be like another show that I don't really give a shit about and never watch mm-hmm. again. But I gave it a chance and I really got into it. It's about this boy, his family's murdered by demons and then he finds out that there are demons everywhere. Mm. Um, and he like vows to get revenge and his oh, sister yeah. was like kind of um she she didn't die from the demon attack so he like kind of saved her and then now she's like half demon and oh so he he keeps her in a basket on his back <laughs> <laughs> and because i think um i think i don't remember if the sun kills them or something but she's in a basket either way Mm -hmm. and so now he like travels the world trying to find the guy who turned her into a demon so he can kill him and And then then he finds out that there are demon slayers i guess yeah like find a cure so i I don't know why but the basket thing is what's (laughs) selling me on this right now (laughs) just what is the weird hook i will take it (laughs) yeah it's I don't I don't know what year this anime is supposed to take place but like yeah a, a, a woven basket is the number one way to carry things apparently mm-hmm. in this time. Right. Yeah, there's no like IKEA tote bag or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Big blue bag. Yeah, no fancy backpack with like a like a hole in it where she can stick her face out of like people yeah. carry their cats around. He couldn't get like a <laughs> the cat backpack. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> um well speaking of um nothing at all um <laughs> ken just flew in from boston and allison asked if he was flying with gloves and a mask my sister is coming to visit me next weekend mm-hmm. and so the day that i bought her so it's for her birthday so i told her i would buy her tickets and it was gonna be like 300 bucks which is average mm-hmm. but the day that i logged on to buy the tickets they had dropped dramatically thanks to the scare yep and i got them for like 120 bucks round trip and i was like i fucking scored a Mm -hmm. deal i got an email the other day tickets from denver to lax and back 
Round trip, thirty-seven dollars. Jeez, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, and awesome. That's what I keep. I keep seeing these things like you know all millennials are joking about buying plane tickets. I'm like, but seriously though, are we doing this? Like, it just, yeah. Am I a terrible person if I want to do that? I, I mean, I th- I think it's ill advised, but it's like I want to go to Spain. I don't want to spend $3,000. I right. could spend a fraction of that right yeah. now and just live out there. Mm-hmm. So is your sister going to come? If things remain the same, yes. But okay. if they, obviously, if they put restrictions like mm-hmm. no traveling, then yeah. obviously she won't. But as of now, she says, you know, she's going to be safe and bring her wipes and whatever. But like, sure. but she wants to come out and yeah. I want her to come out. But sure. Um. So, yeah. Let's hope everything remains yeah, that way and she can come visit. Balance of like still having to live your life too. Like I, you know, and this is my job. Like now I'm going to be working from home for like the next three weeks and that's important. But like, uh, like, I, you know, if I have the opportunity to go see family or something, like I'm not going to go out in a big gathering, but I still want to see, I don't know. I can't figure out what that balance is. Of yeah, like and... living your life versus being safe. Yeah. So for my job, uh, I'm a truck driver and I work for Coke. So we deliver to grocery stores and like any place that gets Coke, we deliver to them. Mm-hmm. So I am seeing at the grocery store madness like I've never mm-hmm. seen before. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I'm thinking like if we're not supposed to be in these large gatherings, everyone who's going to the grocery store en masse is in a large gathering now. Mm-hmm. There are thousands of people and they're all you know in the same space and their hands are on the same shopping carts and they're touching the same items on the shelf as you Mm -hmm. so it's like to a certain extent we should try to you know be mindful about it but at at the same time we're not immune to it like we're we even in the preparation to um get away from people we're in contact with even more people so for sure I just feel like there's it's there's no winning. Like we're no. in my job, I'm I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah, that that makes me feel well. People need their coke, and like people also need to work. But that makes me feel a little bit better because my boyfriend and I are actually looking. We live separately currently, and we're going. To, we're supposed to go look at condos tomorrow. And the realtor texted me like this afternoon. Was like, hey, I've got a couple more listings if you want to check them out. And like. I'm looking at rent and rent looks like less than I thought it would be listed for these places. And I'm like, Oh my God, are these places dropping their rent prices because of coronavirus? And I'm, a, am I a terrible person for being like, babe, we got to go <laughs> tomorrow. We can live above our pay grade. Like, yeah, man. Lock in those, lock in those deals. Right. So ooh, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy time. Mm-hmm. Have you ever used a bidet? Oh my God. Yes, last not last month, January for the first time. Oh, this... you! I think I saw this on your Instagram yeah. or something. <laughs> because I I like to overshare. So we were in London in January, and my boyfriend travels for work, so he has all these like Delta perks and these Marriott perks, so we can get upgraded to spots that we otherwise wouldn't be able to afford, which is awesome. So when we were in London, the the bathroom had a bidet, and I was like, oh my god. And it took me like five days to work up the nerve <laughs> to like try it because I was nervous about it. Um, and so I finally worked up the nerve on the last day to use the bidet. And 
a couple things. One, I didn't realize that when you turn this this model, apparently you turn the water on, it doesn't stop until you turn it off. <laughs> so like I was just saying, I was like, this is taking forever. <laughs> um, so that was interesting. Um, and, and I mean, I guess my final review is uh, I am a fan of the results. I'm not sure how I feel about the process, though. <laughs> so was the water cold or warm? No, it was warm. Oh, okay. Which I feel to me, like if it's cold, I think I think that's a deal breaker for me. I don't know. What do you think? Well, so <laughs> it's funny that Jackie said her friend used it, and she said a, shol- a cold shot to the puss. <laughs> I was like dying, but this reminded me of um, my apartment. Like you have to let the water run for like thirty seconds for it to mm-hmm. get hot. Especially since I'm like the first person awake in the morning. I assume like if one of the neighbors had run the water it would come out hot right away but i'm always like the first person awake so i have like some cold water and i was like this is california we can't waste a drop of water i'm just <laughs> gonna take a cold shower for 30 seconds until the heat kicks in sure that was in theory that's a great idea <laughs> but in reality it was fucking horrible so i cannot imagine shooting a cold stream no. up where the sun don't shine no, mm-mm, mm-mm. May I ask you a prying bidet question? Uh, please do. <laughs> so the other thing, Zach, my boyfriend, said to me with the bidet, he goes, oh, you're a lady. You can use the front spray. <laughs> as well as the, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> why are there two sprays? Whatever. So I get it. There, there were too many buttons for, I'm like, for my comfort, whatever. So, But I said to him, I was like, I don't see any reason why you feasibly couldn't use the front spray true yeah which said i've never thought about it that way i'm not going to try it would would you partake of a front spray um i don't (laughs) think i would i don't think i would just because then uh, i guess i mean i guess you could pat yourself dry or whatever but um if it was like a really hot day like a hot muggy day in mississippi or something then sure but just day to day I think, no, I think, well, that like, same as you, if, if I ever had a bidet to, at my disposal, mm-hmm. I would be too scared to use it. Yep. But I mean, I, I hope someday I'll be able to afford a bidet that mm-hmm. I can use or not use at my own discretion. Right. Cause I'm sure that's the, I'm sure that's the best experience too. When you know, when you know exactly who's using it all the time. Yeah, for sure. That's the other thing. It's like, I mean, hotels, they, they, they have people come clean it every day or whatever, but I don't know how hygienic sharing bidets would be, mm-hmm. but I mean, whatever. Yeah. It's germs. Who cares? Right. But it was, um, I was like, I got one life to live, right? It's important to try new things. And, and that was that. It was fine. <laughs> oh yeah. If anyone out there has a bidet in the Facebook group, let us know. And, uh, I'm curious what. I'm surprised, actually, no one's mentioned it yet, so maybe no one has one. Um, They Mm. talked about karaoke roulette, which seems like a fun game. Mm -hmm. I've only done karaoke once. Are you a fan of karaoke? What's your go-to song? And what would be your go-to song to pick in karaoke roulette for someone else to do? Oh, man. I have done karaoke. Not very much, though. I would like to do it more... um... Because I, I don't like to, to go out and get to the point where everyone wants to karaoke. I feel like that is an eleven fifteen type thing. And by that point, I'm like ready to pay my tab and go to bed. Um, but 
my go-to songs are um, it's "That's What Makes You Beautiful" by One Direction. <laughs> it's my favorite, right? And then what's the other one? Wait, who's your favorite? That's what makes you beautiful by One Direction. Oh, I thought you said uh, one of their names. Are you Team Zane? Team oh. uh, Liam? Team what's Harry Styles? I don't know the other one. Oh my goodness, they are my favorite band of all time. I am Team Louis. <laughs> there is a whole manifesto about it. It is. Wait, Louis the one I forgot. Uh, Louis and Niall are the other two. Oh. So oh, one boy. of them you forgot their name, and one of them you forgot their existence. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so what would be the song that you pick for someone else in karaoke roulette? I would pick Timber by Kesha and Pitbull. Oh. Because that song is a fun fever dream, and I feel like people forget it exists. And then it comes yeah. out, and you're like, oh. And then there's like a couple different, you know, you could sing as Pitbull, you could sing as Kesha, they could get comfortable in there with whatever range they like. I'm adding this to our... Um... <laughs> birthday character duet uh, song <laughs> yeah! choices yeah i mean everyone loves when elsa and anna sing <laughs> Timber, Kesha, that's when i get the best tips um so i am one of those people who is an old grouchy man who says back in my day mm-hmm. hip-hop was like this yep tell so me. i just i i just know pitbull as a guy who used to actually rap as opposed to making international hit dance songs, you know, yep, but, yep. but I, as time has gone on, I've like softened on my stance. Like, I don't care what he does. He's getting his money and he's having a good time. He's Mr. Worldwide. He is. Mr. I'm okay Worldwide. with that. Right. Um, so I don't know what song I would pick for karaoke roulette for someone because it is a, it's a tough thing because you you want it to be a song that they know so they you know they can't mm-hmm. like just stand there confused and be like what the fuck song is this yep so hmm i think i think a song like like um that's what makes you beautiful would be a good choice mm-hmm. actually to do in karaoke roulette um that or tony braxton unbreak my heart oh yeah that's a fun one Right. It's good because it's it's such a low register that even men can sing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so that's going to be my choice. Yes. What um, is your go-to song, like if you're picking for yourself to perform? So like I said, I've only done karaoke once mm-hmm. and it was a Mexican karaoke place. Oh! So I picked this narco corrido about, um, about like some drug dealer or something. Um, what? I think Unbreak My Heart would... Just because, uh, I don't know, like, it's hard to sing earnestly. Mm-hmm. So I would pick a song that, like, you know I'm joking if I right. sing this. Because, like, no one likes the person who goes up there and, like, they're actually a good singer. And, that like, yes. they're just picking this song so yep. they can, like, fucking show off mm-hmm. that they've had mm-hmm. some vocal classes or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I definitely didn't understand that about karaoke the first time I went and just observed. And I was like, oh, this is great. It's actually supposed to be about fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I don't think I would pick T-Pain's Buy You a Drink. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, I think Jackie was like trying to say that she would pick it for Tony mm-hmm. because he's going to buy a single lady a drink, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. I think that's what she was going for. But who knows? Um. Then we got back into Hey Go Fuck Yourself, which is a segment that has not been done in quite some time. Oh, I've missed it. Allison, 
Allison gave it to her hands. Mm. Ken said getting his car totaled. Tony said emotions and divorce. And Jackie was the only one to do the hey, I love you to TikTok. Mm. When I was on Allison's show, uh, we talked about this briefly before we started. Um, I did a hey, I love you to Megan. And it was funny because I told her, like, I'm going to give you a hey, go fuck yourself on Allison's show. And she was like, oh, my God, why? And I was like, you know what you did. (laughs) And I just was like messing with her. And I was going to flip the the script on her and do the hey i love you mm-hmm. and it, i told colonel jeff at the time was the producer and i told him i was like you'll know what drop to play when i'm done <laughs> and he played it and it was great um so i'm curious do you have a hey go fuck yourself or a hey i love you that you would like to do now uh yeah i do actually have a hey go fuck yourself um for this week and it is the folks who are tweeting just like I don't understand why we have to treat a, teach adults how to wash their hands because and I've been saying this all week is driving me nuts because here's my thought on this we all know how to wash our hands we all wash our hands however we're <laughs> overworked and very tired and a lot of us are depressed or anxious or whatever so when we do wash our hands sometimes it's only for five seconds sometimes we don't even remember it happening so like to me it's like oh it's important to remember to be more um, purposeful about it. Whereas like if I see one more person on the internet who's like, I can't believe you are all not washing your hands. You're nasty. I just, oh, those people can go fuck themselves. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. There's one of my favorite movies is uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yes. And there's a scene where he washes his hands, <laughs> like the quickest hand wash you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's like he takes the quickest pee <laughs> and then like just a quick hand under the water. Mm-hmm. And he like, barely even dries them and just it's such a funny scene if you haven't seen that movie you oh, have i love to that movie that is so great. go see it oh, what's yours yeah. who who do you love or who can go fuck themselves my hey go fuck yourself is to people who are going to the grocery store mm. and acting like animals mm-hmm. and just overreacting to this hysteria and buying like fucking 20 cartons of eggs mm-hmm. when i just wanted one because i'm just doing my weekly shopping mm-hmm. yep <laughs> And, um, and just like people were in the parking lot, people, it's like a free for all. Like Mm -hmm. if a space is opening up, people are like dive bombing, trying to steal the spot. And like, there were, there were no shopping carts. Mm -hmm. There were no baskets. I had to put everything in like my tote bag, my reusable bags. Cause, and I was like, I hope they don't think I'm stealing this. (laughs) But at this point, like, I don't even care. Mm -hmm. I might just walk out. (laughs) For sure. I mean, um, yeah, I get it. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like we have, we have two, two curtains of eggs this week when we would normally have one or none. Like that's preparedness. But some of this insanity is crazy. Yeah, so just a hey, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. And if anyone is like gouging people on prices for these things, also hey, go fuck mm-hmm. yourself to them. Yep. Uh, speaking of the hey, go fuck yourself, Jackie did a sexy hey, <laughs> go fuck yourself jingle. <laughs> yep. Um, that was interesting. Oh, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. You know what part I loved hmm. that was unexpected? And I'm sure some of our listeners will probably uh, relate. <laughs> Um, Ken said that he makes cold reads hot and (laughs) the way he said it, I was just like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay. 
Uh, uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ken doing voiceover and stuff like that. He does have a great voice for radio or doing commercials. Um, but that part was like really funny to me. Yeah, and I I could hear. Uh, I would love to hear more about that. VO work is sounds so fascinating to me. Like the stuff you have to read, and sell, and all that. Oh, and like I can't imagine the direction they must get. Oh yeah, I would like to hear more about this Russian <laughs> medication or whatever yep. job he was doing because I would never think that they would hire someone who's not a native Russian speaker mm-hmm. to do a Russian an ad in Russian. Mm-hmm. So, because I know when, if I watch a TV show or something, like I'm always like, Oh, that Spanish is horrible. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would imagine whoever's listening to this on the radio, the way he said spasiba, I was like that. Even I know that's not, not how a Russian person says it. Right. Especially because now he's got to at least, I mean, he admitted at the beginning, he's got a little bit of Boston in his accent. Yeah. too. Like, it's going to sound like a vaguely Bostonian Russian. I'm sure they're out there. Yeah. Did you pick a JMO from this episode that you wanted to talk about? For sure. I, um, and you'll have to correct me if you remember how it was phrased better. Oh, the the person who said um, when they're like driving, uh, when like the sun is rising and it's like, oh, I guess I'm just doing this blind. Ah, that was from Jody. Mm-hmm. She said, early morning drive. Mm-hmm. Ah, bright sun glare everywhere. Yep. Guessing half of this. Yep. So before we talk about the actual um, JMO, how did you feel about her sending it in as a haiku? That was creative points for creativity. Um, yeah, I and did she? I, I liked it, it saying phrasing as a haiku um, colon. I think at the end she said uh, a JMO haiku or something okay, like that. Yep. I like the creativity, mm-hmm. and now poetry in general and haikus I feel like are very. Um, it's kind of like a beauty's in the eye of the beholder or whatever. But I was like, mm, I didn't love like the ah as one of the syllables. <laughs> I, was like, mm, I, I didn't love it. Yeah. I feel like I like the idea, mm-hmm. but in general, the way she worded yep. it, I I was like, eh, it was not for yep. me. Getting but, a little lazy so you... with your tweet for a <laughs> podcast niche bit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Step it up Nothing for this free entertainment I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. getting. <laughs> So you you do this or you don't do this? I do this. And I, and I think I just, I forget it. I think Allison took it a step further to talk about the visor in the car and like forgetting that it's there. Whereas like Daniel is like an expert of moving it to the proper angle. I always forget I have it. I was kind of shocked that the sun visor, that's what it's for. Right. Like I get Allison saying she like pop, she'll pop open the mirror mm-hmm. and then like forget about it. I can't do that because, like, when you pop open the mirror and the little lights come on, that would drive me insane. Yeah, yeah. That I don't know how. I've never done that because I would notice. But it's more. I think I wear sunglasses pretty constantly, so I forget. I forget about the sun visor because I've already got a little bit of protection, and I just you know go <laughs> like when I wash my hands for six and a half seconds, I just zone out and I forget. <laughs> they were talking about how eye color and. Uh, light sensitivity would might be a thing and I'm gonna say that it is not because I have dark-ish brown eyes and I need to wear sunglasses all the time or else I I am kind of like a vampire to be fair but um it just yeah I can't deal with the sun especially if I'm driving it's like 
I could literally kill someone. So I'm going to put on my glasses <laughs> right. and put the visor down. And then that's just how I do it. Yeah, the um, the eye color thing, I've never heard that. But it does sound like a claim like goop would make. <laughs> like there's some pseudoscience <laughs> for you. Ooh, maybe they should sell special sunglasses for light colored eyes or, or dark they would, colored like, eyes. They would sell a treatment where it's like change your eye color. <laughs> At all. <laughs> to be less sensitive. Yep. Yeah, that's funny. I guess I'll talk about Allison's JMO. I like the feeling of babies and animals breathing on me. I do not like <laughs> anything breathing on me, really. I remember when my nephew was a baby and I took care of him. And like, at first you're like, oh, the like the little head warmth on your shoulder or whatever is nice. But then after, you know, 30 minutes and he's like passed out in your arms and it, his he's like getting sweaty. Yeah, and then now I'm sweaty. getting sweaty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So not not a fan. And I don't have any animals, so I can't <laughs> say. But usually... I feel like dogs, they, their breath stinks. So oh, I yeah. don't really want them breathing on me. Mm -hmm. But how do you feel about this? I would, um, I get the sentiment, but I am more appreciative of the snuggles in general. Like I don't need, I don't know, like the idea of something breathing on me. I jump to, to the idea of like bad breath. Most dogs have it. Yeah. A lot of babies have it. Yeah. And <laughs> if someone can make a dog bidet so dogs can <laughs> stop licking their butts, um, <laughs> then maybe I'd be more okay with the dog breathing on me. But until that happens, yeah. uh, no, thank you. The logistics of that like, <laughs> have to be upright. Well, you know, I feel I've seen many GIFs or videos of dogs like trying to bite the water coming out of a sprinkler. So I think it, it probably wouldn't work yeah. too well, but, um, you know, we I can dream. Yeah, just get a um, just get it get the idea drafted up. Take out your patent just in case, <laughs> but I wouldn't count on it. Um, I feel like I could actually talk to you for many many more hours. Oh, you were gosh. you were fantastic, and I will have to tell Lisa to badger you into coming to her shed yes, next I time you're come in California. To the shed. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, um, and we got to get you in the Facebook group. Yes, and whenever. You're ready. Patreon yep. is there for you. So Delaney, tell us where we can find you. If you want to be found, give us anything you want to promote now. Yeah, for sure. So I am on Instagram and Twitter at DJ underscore rhetoric. Uh, yeah, if you just, I just travel and dress up like a princess and talk about books and say snarky things. But um, thank you so much for having me because I've been an, a solitary Allison person for years. And uh, sometimes that makes me sad because I know there are other Allison people. And now I feel like I know more of you and I'm so excited. So thank you so, so much. This has been so fun. No, thank you so much. Um, if you guys want to be on the show, you can email bffancast at gmail.com. Follow Lisa at JMOs and BFFs on things. Uh, if you want to find me, I am now going to be dressing up as a princess as yes! well and singing Love is an Open Door. Pre-order our CD. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. And we'll be back next week, hopefully, with Lisa out of her isolation. Pull up. Frank, Frank. Headshot. Frank, Frank. Sit down. Frank, Frank. Stand up. Frank, Frank. Pass out. Frank, Frank. Wake up. Frank, Frank. Fade it. Frank, Frank. Fade it. 
Right. I grew around some people living their life in bottles. Granddaddy had the golden flash, backstroke every day in Chicago. Some people like the way it feels. Some people want to kill their sorrow. Some people want to fit in with the popular. That was my problem. I was in a dark room, loud tunes, looking to make a vow soon. That I'm going to get fucked up, filling up my cup. I see the crowd move, changing by the minute. And the record on repeat. Took a sip, then another sip. Then somebody said to me, Nigga, why you babysitting? Only two or three shots. I'm going to show you how to turn it up a notch. First you get a swimming pool full of liquor, then you dive in it. Pool full of liquor, then you dive in it. I wave a few bottles, then I watch you all fly. All the girls want to play, they watch. I got a swimming pool full of liquor, and they dive in it. Pool full of liquor, I'm going to dive in it. Pool. Frank. Headshot. Frank. Sit down. Frank. Stand up. Frank. Pass out. Frank, Frank, wake up, Frank, 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 okay, now open your mind up and listen to me, Kendrick, I'm in your conscience, if you do not hear me, then you will be history, Kendrick, I know that you're nauseous right now, and I'm hoping to lead you to victory, Kendrick. If I take another one down, I'ma drown in some poison, abuse on my limit. I think that I'm feeling the vibe. I see the love in her eyes. I see the feeling of freedom is granted as soon as the damage of vodka arrived. This how you capitalize. This is parental advice. And apparently, I'm over-influenced by what you are doing. I thought I was doing the most that someone said to me. Nigga, why you babysitting? Only two or three shots. I'ma show you how to turn it up a notch. First you get a swimming pool full of liquor. Then you dive in it. Pool full of liquor. Then you dive in it. And I wave a few